Welcome to Horrible Friends. We're a podcast in book club format about horror movies. And guess what, guys? It's the horrible Christmas time. Ah. Christmas time. Uh, this week, we've got Better Watch Out. Starting off, I'm Kyle. I'm Chris. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And I'm Jarvis. And the way this podcast works is that we do a little bit of history, we do the plot, cinematography, and special effects, music, sound, and then our own little take on a spoopy rating. Uh, Dan, let's go ahead and get started off this uh, wonderful month with with this movie. You got any history for Better Watch Out? Sure, sure. Uh, so Better Watch Out, it came out in 2016 at the Fantastic Fest, uh, and it actually released in the United States and Australia in 2017. So technically, this is kind of a 2017 release. Um, the director of this is Chris Peckover. And Chris Peckover is best known for directing Undocumented. And that's about it. Chris uh, actually hasn't done that much with directing. Um, but he did co-write this, the screenplay of this, with Zach Kahn, who... Among other things, he wrote for Mad TV, and he also acted in Joe Dirt Two as Rocker Zach. There's uh, a that Joe movie was Dirt so dis- that movie was so disappointing. <laughs> I remember watching it because I like Joe Dirt One, but Joe Dirt Two I think premiered exclusively on Crackle. And if you're asking what is Crackle, yes, that's how bad Joe Dirt Two was. <laughs> Oof. Uh, we are not sponsored by Crackle. If you didn't know. Um, and never will be. So the budget for this is approximately $3 million. Uh, and the box office of this was, oh my goodness, could it have bombed harder? It was somewhere between $176,000 and $188,000. Ew. Ew. See, I yeah. don't understand movies like that. Because I, I think there's got to be some sort of disconnect. Um, and I would love to hear if like some of our listeners could like bridge that gap because we hear this a lot. This is like... That's not a small budget, $3 million. Like, it's not a big budget. But, like, I, I wonder if they had the same, um, like, the, uh, like, commercial for it that we see on, like, uh, Amazon. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was a pretty compelling, pretty compelling, uh, you know, intro for the movie. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer at all for it, so trailer, I went in just totally blind. Yes, yeah, Sam, I went in not knowing anything about this movie. And I'm glad I did. It made the movie a lot more effective. Same. And I, I definitely, I don't think I heard much about this. Just, just like you're saying, I, I don't think it got a lot of, I mean, for the box office, yeah, it didn't, didn't do very well, but, um, I, I just think that it was, it was probably played off weird. Like you said, I don't think the advertising was good for it. So it, it died and that's just how it went. I just want to know like what kind of theatrical release it had. Cause like, I don't know. I see this being kind of, you know, I would say this would be a pretty decent hit in the States, but I don't know. Hundred percent. But the two factors that I can give you are that I, I noticed that it came out in weird times. Like it came out in October, which is just not a great. Like you're making a Christmas horror movie. <laughs> Why? Right, right. And the other thing is that this only released, from what I could tell, in the United States and Australia. I think yeah, it's pretty limited releases in both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think the gross for the United States was only about twenty eight thousand or something. Oh. Yeah. It, it was not a lot. Super limited. 
it, had, I mean, it had to have been like mismarketed too. Like, there's no way. Yeah, and we're going to get slightly more in the weeds with this. Uh, it was it was filmed with majority Australian actors, besides Patrick Warburton, and also it, it was filmed in Australia in summertime in Australia. So like it's super like I think a lot of things were very odd with this movie like they, <laughs> they they could have gone in a lot of directions with it but like there's just too much I think too much went into play with it and it, it ended up didn't go anywhere unfortunately. All right, so our filming location uh, we already kind of mentioned it, but the filming of this took place in Sydney, Australia. Uh, they actually were originally going to do it in South Carolina, but then ended up changing up due to financial reasons, and they got a lot of money for going to Australia instead. Um, the tagline for this is you might be home, but you're not alone. That's pretty good. Ooh, I see what they did there. (laughs) I like that tagline. I thought that was pretty good. And I I think, um, we don't have a nude clock. No, Uh, no, we don't. So to, to explain what the nude clock is, our (laughs) nude clock is our weekly, uh, running of, finding nudity in horror movies because we typically find that the nudity that is portrayed is a little unnecessary and kind of pulls away from the plot uh but as kyle said yeah we do not have any nudity in this movie which proves that a movie can happen without nudity surprise surprise yeah but did it make a million dollars that's true probably because there were no areolas in this that's what i'm saying man people love the areola areola or even a demon butt nothing Nothing. Nothing. We know how much Mike <laughs> loves demon butts. I do. I was looking for a demon butt this whole movie, and I didn't see one. So, spoopy scale zero out of zero demon butts. Yeah, who among <laughs> us does not want to see a demon butt? That's what I'm. That's what I want to know. I mean, I because there was no demon butt, I was terrified. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, 2017 movies, uh, horror movies that came out are we have get out we have mother we have a show favorite of gerald's game and jigsaw uh if you want to watch this movie it's going to run you about 82 minutes and you can find this on tubi crackle pluto tv or voodoo for free uh and And amazon if you have it oh and amazon sorry Uh, see i never know about amazon i always just leave it's not free to throw it in afterwards yeah it's not free. If you have the privilege to have Amazon uh, Prime, then yeah, it, both uh, th- this movie was definitely on it. So once I find like the first place to watch it, I don't bother checking other places. So I'm glad you do that for us every week. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case any of our listeners or listener wants to uh, check it out, you know, listener um, <laughs> fan. We appreciate you. So special shout out to our listener this week. We know you're listening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we love you. Uh, and with that, I will pass it over to anyone who can answer me this trivia question, uh, who, which will answer who's doing our plot. Guys, do you know who, what the sun is named in The Shining? Oh, oh it's Danny. Oh, yeah. all right. Thank you. So I'm going to pass it to him with the plot. And here we go. Yeah, take it away, Danny. <laughs> so better watch out. We open with a bunch of cute little Christmas things happening. Uh, there's families together outside in the snow. 
uh, there's sledding going on, there's snowmen, uh, we have a boy smashing a snowman's head, to which the girl responds, you buttfucker, which is my favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> Kid, kids cussing can be like such a cheap, like funny, <laughs> just such a cheap joke, but this was so funny. Like, you buttfucker! Yeah, I, I didn't think the movie was going to go anywhere, honestly, from this point. I was like, they started out this movie with a you buttfucker and a weird pan out onto the street. And I was like, this is going to be this is going to be bad. Eh, whatever. <laughs> she she had the best she had the best scream, too, for it. It was like, yes, that like high pitched, like burst your eardrum scream to go along with it. It was hilarious. So we meet our first our main character, uh, Ashley. And she's talking to her mom about uh, they're they're doing a move, and she's talking to her on the phone uh, while she's driving, so irresponsible. And as she's driving, uh, she she's talking about some guy named Ricky, who we can assume is her boyfriend. Uh, and she almost hits a black cat, and she slams on her brakes. The cat gets away, and she continues driving. And she's like, "Oh, it was nothing, mom. Don't worry about it." You did skip over the judgmental carolers who almost saw her ran over the cat and they give her this look like, we know what you did. Don't be on your phone and drive. And I will say, fuck those carolers and fuck anybody that carols because it is an <laughs> annoying hobby that nobody likes and you're just doing it for your own benefit. Yeah. What is what is the yes. psyche of car- or carolers? Like, who do they think it benefits? Who Who enjoys it? They want attention, I, and they want everybody to hear them sing their shitty songs. If this was an actual holdover from like a a, a pastime, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna try to give it credit in the sense of there was literally nothing to do ever in the history of mankind for long periods of time, and when it was cold and having somebody come and sing, that might be interesting. But nowadays, fuck that. I'll just listen to my music. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just want to put on my fucking Michael Bublé Christmas album and just listen to some jazz. All right. Yeah, 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 you guys are not Michael Bublé. Get out of here. I just want to listen to my Mariah Carey album. (laughs) This episode sponsored by Title Music. (laughs) (laughs) I wish Jay Z pay us, please. Beyonce, where you at? (laughs) Come on, Bay. Yes, Queen. So, next we see. we meet our next characters, who are Luke and Garrett, and they're both twelve. So they are naturally talking about twelve-year-old things, such twelve-year-old uh, boy things, such as uh, Home Alone with Myth- MythBusters, uh, getting some ass. Uh, Garrett has like weed socks on. They're playing video games. Um, we, but the, how weird was that? Like heartbeat have you guys ever heard of that heartbeat thing so the the main character luke he has like this thing that's supposed to emulate the womb so that babies can sleep but he still uses it as a 12 year old it could i think it was just showing that he was kind of like a kid that was off and he needed he needed that to stay asleep because he might have had night terrors i don't know i had never heard of it until i saw it in this movie I'd like to add, so I had something like that uh, growing up, but it had different settings you on would. it, not just the heartbeat thing. Like there was like a uh, sound of like rainfall or just crickets like and, uh, yeah, yeah, crickets and shit. Oh, it's a, a white noise machine. Yeah, it's, it's essentially what it is. Yeah, it's just 
uh, he just only uses the heartbeat setting, which is really weird. Like, that shit scared me as a kid. Yeah, no. Like, it was clear that he was using it like like a child would, like a baby in a crib. So, which I think sets us up a lot for the plot, but I guess we'll get there. Can I just say, when I used to talk about these exact same subjects that they're talking about, we didn't have iPads to do on-the-spot research. Like, No, absolutely not. No, it was just two boys being like, hey, you know, uh, g- chicks dig the smell of Axe body spray. You know? Like, yeah, I mean... I, mean, I was never proven wrong. It's proven yeah, exactly. in science. <laughs> I mean, how many years did it work for you, Jarvis? All of them. It was proven exactly. science. Because, <laughs> because two boys who were just playing video games decided that it was. So 100% of the time, it worked 60% of the time. I think I think we're showing our age here, so let's go ahead and keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have an iPad. <laughs> That reminds me, like the other day, I saw my, I was hanging with my brother, and he put on Axe body spray, and I looked at him and said, What are you doing? (laughs) How old is he? He's my twin brother. Shout out to my twin brother and his Axe body spray. (laughs) His Axe body spray. There's a 30 year old man somewhere in New Jersey wearing Axe body spray. To be fair, it was a travel sized Axe, and I don't think he had any kind of other travel size deodorant but i was still very surprised by the smell because it's a very distinct smell you smell it and you cannot be mistaken for anything else pungent is a good way to (laughs) describe it you know what that's respectable i i would use axe as the last resort if i was out and i was thinking and i'm like yo i need something and it's like oh no the axe from when i was 17 i guess i'll try this because <laughs> if you're going on a trip, you're not going to bring a full size deodorant. You just, you, I guess you're going to. I mean, I brought mine, so I guess I'm the weird one that didn't have tra- <laughs> my travel axe with me. Tra- travel axe, we love you. Science fact if you wear axe body spray back to your 10 year high school reunion, you'll definitely get laid. <laughs> That's just science I just made up. That's how it used to be. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> So next thing that happens is uh, Luke's parents, we meet them and they're downstairs arguing and I, I couldn't tell if they hate each other or if they were just genuinely like, this is how they joke around with each other. I think that's just how they joke with each other. But I, I think that's just what TV parents act like or movie yeah. parents act like. It's like, like, you're so, I hate you so much, honey. Like Pat, Patrick Warburg. So it's Patrick Warburg. And he walks out with Christmas decorations and he's like, baby, why can't we put up the uh, the shoes? And um, who, who's the actress who plays the mom? I'm sorry. Can't remember Virginia Madsen. Virginia Madsen. Right. So she comes out and she's like, are you sure that you never sucked someone's dick before? Like, <laughs> like not even once in college. And like, he just has no response to that. And he's like, Nothing I'm just a metrosexual. And she's like, it's metrosexual. <laughs> I, I think that if it was played off a little bit differently, it would have come off as a little bit more playful. Instead, it seemed like she was kind of, uh, I'm not knocking her acting by any means, but it seemed like a little stumbly. She was just kind of like, falling into the lines and i was like i don't know man it it seems kind of mean she seems very mean uh but i think she like you said i think she's just playing around i'm I'm willing to go with that direction 
I liked what he responded with. He's like, I'm allowed to like gay things. I was like, I respect <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, love like she, I love when she asked him that. Like, he did stop and like kind of like look up. Like he's thinking, like, hmm, did I suck a dick before? <laughs> he did <laughs> he say, pondered it. <laughs> yeah, he was like. I don't think so. He said, but not I don't, that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, not that I'm aware of. Which is a really good response. Yeah. I mean, if you have to s- step back and think about the answer to that question, is, the answer is probably yes. He's like, does my own count? <laughs> See, that, 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 that's a story I'd be more interested to hear of this man trying to suck his own dick. Doesn't count. Just masturbation. <laughs> so. so well, Real quick, what does everyone, like, I, I just have to know, I wrote this down. Like, when you think Pat Warburton, just think of his voice. Who's the first character that comes to mind? Kronk. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I Because, I mean, there's Seinfeld, there's Family Guy. But he's done, like, he has such a distinct voice. I know. Uh, Kronk for sure. Uh, and Kronk. Joe Swanson was like, uh, it was my first choice was Joe Swanson. But, yeah, Kronk is definitely, I can, <laughs> squeak, squeaking, mix squeakers. Also, I'm, I don't think I sucked a dick. <laughs> I was really hoping he was just going to be like, yeah, well, uh, I uh, can't really uh, remember. He actually, his <laughs> voice really didn't, wasn't one. as deep in this. No, no. So as they are arguing, um, we're going to fast forward just a little bit. And uh, Ashley walks up to the door. She rings the doorbell and she is let in by Luke's dad. Um, and, you know, it's pleasantries. He's like, you know, you look lovely tonight. She says, thank you. It's not like a creepy kind of thing, but... Um, and then the mom comes in, greets her, and Luke's mom takes her in and is like, here, let me show you some new things today. And Luke's mom says that uh, he's been sleepwalking lately and shows her this pencil technique where she puts the pencil on the doorknob. And it, it was pretty clever. If the door if the door's knob is moved, then they know that he was sleepwalking and he left the room. Um so it was uh it, it was pretty it was pretty clever. I, I like that trick. Um but we also see that she catches Garrett in the medicine cabinet taking pills, which we, we kind of just gather that Garrett's just into drugs at this point. Like he's talking about weed earlier, he's talking about like popping pills and stuff, and twelve yes. year olds into drugs. It would be right. I was gonna say it would be it would be great to to underline the fact that these kids are supposed to be twelve years old. Twelve years old, man. Like that's it, like I don't think I was into that when I was twelve. <laughs> like it, some of that stuff was really deep. I don't know. Uh, like it, smoking weed and then getting into pills and uh, they were. I think they were trying to flirt with uh, what's her. Well, they weren't trying to flirt. Uh, he's he's in love with Ashley, and she's like, seventeen, eighteen years old. <laughs> right. I mean, you never had a crush on a babysitter. I, mean, I didn't ever had a babysitter as a kid, but you never had like a crush on an older girl. It, it wasn't just a crush. He was like, I'm oh, going yeah. to fuck her. Yeah. Okay. Fair, <laughs> fair point. Definitely a conquest. <laughs> so right. yeah. I think the weed thing isn't as bad as like the kids stealing the pills. Because when you're <clears throat> around that age, like 12, 13, 14, you want to smoke weed just to because you think it's a cool thing to do, but the stealing pills from the medicine cabinet is like a step above. And yeah, that kid was supposed to be portrayed as like a bad influence and just a shitbag kid. Yeah, I think that's shitty rich kid behavior though. But I think societally, 
weed is like you know kind of changing from when we were growing up that could also be true yeah that's fair so i just say like a little off topic hiring a babysitter was one of the most mortifying experiences of my life if you go back to like when she answers the or when uh the dad answers the door and then the mom comes up you know uh ashley calls her hi mrs she says hi mrs lerner and she's like oh don't call me Mrs. Lerner. Call me Deandra. Mrs. Lerner's my mother's name. I had that exact thing happen to me when we hired a <laughs> babysitter. Wow. She kept calling me Mr. Jarvis. I was like, just call me Eric. Mr. Jarvis is my father's name. And I was like, I <laughs> wanted to kill myself. I, I, said, I said that word for word. And I wanted uh, to wow. I've said that face- like facetiously. I've never actually said that that's interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) these are real things huh adult stuff so luke's parents leave for the party uh they they were getting ready for a party so they they end up leaving we get like another funny moment from patrick warburn where the wife asks him to please not wear the tie that he's wearing he takes it off he's like okay fine i won't and then he pulls another tie that's just as cringy out of his other pocket it's funny um i wanted more of this I, I was like, fuck this movie. I want to just watch Patrick Warburton be this father. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, want, I want to call Patrick Warburton my daddy. Like, that's all I want. Yes, daddy, I'll, please. I would watch Patrick Warburton just be doing dad jokes for an hour and a half. But unfortunately, we do not get that. And they leave and we're not going to see them again for a while. But uh, what we do get is we see that Ashley begins to, she makes another call to Ricky this time and we learn that she's leaving um sorry we already talked about that earlier uh she's going to pittsburgh she's doing a big move and she sees a big ass spider and uh luke comes in as the hero and takes it outside and ashley gets off the phone uh kind of saying like maybe i'll see you later ricky um then we move into um ashley putting on a movie i'm going to kind of jump around a little bit because there's a lot of stuff that happens uh to set up the later movie here so ashley puts on a horror movie and luke pops a bottle of shim champagne champagne uh and she is like give me the bottle he's being a little brat about it he's like no i'm not going to uh one time i drank a whole thing and garrett did and he puked all over the place and she's like whoa all right calm down bro um (laughs) and she uh along with this she also sees the patio door open and she goes and closes it yeah i I think up to this point it's been it's still it's getting more awkward as the night goes on yeah because uh was the kid's name's luke yeah he was uh he said yeah see i'm drinking i'm i'm not 12 year old i'm a big guy and you should like me because I'm drinking. It was like really kind of sad to see how hard he was trying when she clearly wasn't interested. Yeah. Because because she's 12. Or he's 12, rather. Yeah. If she was 12, I feel like this whole plot would be a lot less. I, I feel like that's a very accurate statement. Yeah. <laughs> this would be weird, wouldn't it, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I... I was, I mean, this is kind of funny. This is like him being like a clumsy 12 year old trying to impress the older girl, making himself seem mature. You know, it's kind of funny. What I was like focused on was like, what was the spider significance initially, you know, when the scene happens a little later, you know, I guess it's kind of 
explained. Um, and I was just like, is he trying to infer safety with Luke? Because, like, the camera actually focuses on the spider, you know, in that scene and when he lets it go into the backyard. Um, so I was, you know, they kind of fixated on it. So that it, maybe because uh, he's trying to trap her in his web. Okay. I, I will say I'm, I'm going to defend the spider a little bit in its uh, overallness because it is a it's a huntsman spider, which is like super Australian. They get massive, but they're super friendly. Yeah, they're great spiders they're, to have. They're the best spiders to have. Yes, but they are fucking terrifying. No, like, no spiders are the best spiders to have. <laughs> Incorrect. Some are better than others. That, that's Incorrect. right. I, I agree with Mike. Spiders are the best to have. They kill everything. Yes. They eat everything yes. except you. Yes, and they they have no venom or anything. Like they can't bite or poison. Or I don't know what spiders have. I guess they're not venom, but they is a venom. I don't know. It's but either way, they they just don't. Um, they're they're relatively docile, but they do get this to the size of clocks, like the clocks, like physical clocks. I've seen nasty pictures. I don't want it, but they are nice. <laughs> so yeah, so the spiders aren't poisonous. However, being called kiddo about a hundred times when you're trying to bang this broad. Is does seem to be poisonous at least yes. in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so Ricky calls uh, calls Ashley back, and Ashley is like, "Don't come over." Um, and Ricky says something kind of rude on the phone. She's like, "All right, well now I'm hanging up on you." That was that was rude. It's this is like typical teenager kind of stuff, back and forth. Um, and. Ashley being upset, she takes a drink of the champagne with Luke. And uh, now the house phone rings and no one is there. So uh, Ashley and Luke, they go and start watching the movie. And Luke, in a roundabout way, kind of is like, hey, I like you. And Ashley's like, okay. That's uh, that's nice. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, basically, right? She's just like, that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I was 12, I would date you. Yeah, I think she, she, says. she does say that. It's a, it's a little weird. The, it was the wrong thing to say. It's weird. It was the very wrong thing to say, yes. I think, I think she was just trying to like let him down easy and give him some kind of, I don't know. It's like, I would date you, but too bad I'm not 12 years old like you are. I, I I didn't read too much into it, but I will say, even though she did look young when they were sitting next to each other on the couch, he looked like a child compared to her. Like he looked like he was eight years old. Hundred percent. Yeah, the actors in this are like the the two boys are fourteen. I think she was actually eighteen when she filmed this. Correct. Which, like, I I I've yelled about this before. I'm happy they were able to actually find legitimate actors who did a very good job i know child actors can be tough but like they found mostly appropriate age children or young adults like available for this film and i was like yeah this is good like, they actually did a very good job so well casted for sure yes for sure. very well very well are we to believe that this guy that she's talking to only calls and not texts like this is 2017 it's strange that he calls this much right is it just me i wrote that down I, I don't know <clears throat> what the kids do nowadays. <laughs> I think the kids just, you know, use the TikToks against each other in some kind of communication ways. I don't know what kids do. I'm the old guy on TikToks. this podcast. I'm still- well, I think 
I think they they do it by dance now, which is like a bee. I think they're all bees. They just <laughs> they just like uh, they dance at each other. They shake their bee parts, and you know that's how they attract each other, right? I, I was going to say I'm surprised that they're not just sending the renegade back and forth between each other. <laughs> just flossing just just flossing <laughs> the kids are dancing at, what is this glee are we back to glee have we somehow come back to the glee <laughs> no oh i like my babysitter sh- so much i'm gonna show her my orange justice i don't I, know what that, that sounds I'm uncomfortable <laughs> I, i'm uncomfortable i never want to hear mike talk about girls shaking their bees ever again i, don't know what, I didn't i didn't I didn't like it. I didn't did like say, it. Did you say your orange justice? Yeah, that's uh, some dance. Is that, that what the kids do? Is that what Donald Trump calls William Barr? Is that? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, his, that's his cerebral joke. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Or, or Donald Trump's penis. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was between the two. I was like, I was like, which one did we call it? <laughs> You don't want to be between the two. Keep going. That's true. <laughs> um, so uh, the doorbell rings and uh, they're both like, oh, we don't know who that is. Um, and they go to the door and they find out that it's a pizza. Uh, but no one ordered the pizza. Ooh. It's oh. Okay. I have, I have two thoughts about this. Uh, when she told when she told him she was going to order a pizza. She asked him, what do you want? Uh, pepperoni Hawaiian. And my first thought was, is that a serious question of what somebody would want to eat on a pizza? Because I'm going to make a stand here. It might be controversial, but I don't care. Fuck Hawaiian pizza. It's garbage. It's not real pizza. The right answer is always pepperoni. I, I like can't work, I can't work with Mike anymore. okay actually so so great great segue into my next thing all right can we real quickly perfect pizza toppings convo go oh oh mushroom pepperoni just pepperoni pepperoni and or any other meat besides pineapple and ham which is garbage. Pineapple is not a meat, Mike. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so fair to assume meat lovers from Mike. Okay, moving on to Dan. I, I like um. I'll either do a vegetable with like olives and all that shit, or a, a mushroom and pepperoni. Okay, Kyle. Jalapenos, grilled onions, and pepperoni. Love it, Chris. Uh, pepperoni bacon and uh also jalapenos i dig it i dig it okay <laughs> i i'm gonna be a little controversial to mike's uh mike's boisterous fucking rampage there uh i like pepperoni and pineapple that's okay that's that's my perfect pizza with stuffed crust oh stuffed crust kind of i love it i like pineapple on pizza i'm with you i love yeah. it I can't it's garbage it's not meant for a pizza though you're a garbage human being, Mike, and no one wants to play with you anymore. You can't. No, no. <laughs> so, so um, can we get back to the movie? <laughs> now, Chris, I need to know your stance on pineapple and pizza, Chris, before I can go any further. <laughs> um, I think I've only really tried it maybe once. 
I don't hate it. And you didn't try it I, again because it was so terrible. You never want to experience that trauma again. Okay, good. We are all decided. <laughs> all right. So Ashley receives another phone call from Ricky. Uh, and um, when she she's like, they start laughing and she's like, yeah, we'll see. Kind of implying that she, she's like, maybe I'll see you tonight. And when she gets back, Luke is mad. Um, and he's like, I don't, I don't want, well, he had lit candles to like set ambiance and he like puts them out and he's like, just watch the movie. Um, <laughs> so Ashley starts watching a movie. She gets scared at like a part in the horror movie that they're watching. And she's like, I can't watch this. And she, and, um, oh, sorry. I got to back that up. Actually, when she gets scared, uh, if you look in the window, there is actually a figure behind them. I don't know if any of you guys noticed that. I did not notice that. I did not. Yes. Yeah, there's just a guy standing in the window, and it's very creepy. Um, yeah. Now, not justifying anything he does, because he's an absolutely horrible sociopathic, uh, terrible person. But it, she was she was like, no, I, I, I don't want anything to do with you. But also, I'm going to grab your hand and, you know, be like super cutesy weird with him at so like i'm not giving him justification he's a garbage human but like it was just kind of it was a weird interaction from her after she was just like get away from me she's very she wearing with him yes what was she wearing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so yeah ashley grabs his hand he tries to kiss her she's like no he's like why she's like it is literally the most inappropriate thing ever and he yeah. gets mad again. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, so, so mad. He just pouts whenever he gets mad and then squeaks his voice, uh, which he'll squeak his voice later. Plenty. <laughs> so yeah. um, Ashley, then uh, she hears something outside after we had seen the figure outside. And she asks Luke if he heard it. Um, and he says no. And then the phone rings again. And Ashley's like, hello, is this Jeremy? And and then the person on the phone says, I can see you. And hangs up. And she walks she walks over to the... I'm sorry, he's still on the phone. So she walks over to the window and she's like, if you could see me, then what am I doing right now? And she flips off outside, uh, thinking that it's this Jeremy character. And then the person hangs up. And Ashley looks over across the room and she notices that the door is open again. She runs over to close it and uh, is like, here, give me the phone. Uh, Give me my phone. Luke throws it to her. It drops into a fish tank and there is now a knock at the door. And Luke opens it. And it is saying, like, I know Taekwondo. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a perfect, like, teenager, like, young teenager response. I think everybody took a Taekwondo class, right? Yeah, we had that, right? I I took those free classes. And uh, (laughs) it was, like, white tiger karate. Uh uh So I went to about maybe three or four classes. And every time I went, I would get a stripe for my belt. Nice. like, well, I'm doing so great. I'm getting a stripe every time. I'm improving. And it wasn't until years later that I found out that they give everybody stripes to keep track of how many classes you've been to. And I was very dejected in my accomplishments. Yeah, I think uh, I got to a yellow belt. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, 
So as as he opens the door, Garrett tackles Luke, and uh, yeah, so we find out that it's just Garrett outside. Uh, but lo and behold, we hear something else upstairs. So mm-hmm. Ashley grabs a kitchen knife, and um, she's like, "Stay down here to the boys." Uh, but they follow her upstairs anyway. <laughs> And they find a brick that was thrown through a window. So Ashley tries to contact the police, but the Wi-Fi is down and the phones don't work for whatever reason. Uh, cell phones and all. So not the Wi-Fi. No, only one person had a cell phone because the uh, the one uh, character said he didn't have one, and oh, then uh, yeah, Garrett said, said that he. Yeah, Garrett has his, and then hers was in the fish tank. So that, that gets rid of the cell phones. And the house phones, I don't know. I can I can almost justify saying that. I think if you lose power now, the, a lot of the phones don't work, even landlines. So, I don't know. Small justifications, that's all. Yeah. I think they were just trying to show, like, how they were isolated and couldn't contact anybody. Like, the Wi-Fi was down, so they couldn't, like, use the internet to get in touch with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, Yeah. I like the line that she says. She's like, if this is Jeremy, and I'm like, what kind of guys do you take? <laughs> he like threw a brick through the window. He's like saying, I can see you through the window. Like, what? What? I am actually a little curious about that brick through the window. If they were both there, who threw the brick or how did the brick clash after they were all there? I have an answer for that, but I'll get to okay, it. Okay, cool. Thank you. That would be helpful, actually, because I, I was very, I was very confused about that as well. Um, but this is like, at this point, we're still trying to kind of figure out what this movie is. Um, and I, I was extremely confused. Like, so yeah, they, they don't have any, they don't have any signal or whatever, you know, that the, the wi is down, but the fact that, um, what was the, what was the friend's name? Garrett. Garrett. Garrett was like, I always get a signal here. I legitimately thought this was going to be like a supernatural element like aliens or something. It's like, mm. I legitimately still had no fucking idea what this movie was about. And then it made See, sense pretty quickly after that. Yeah. I, I immediately started getting uh scream vibes like immediately. Like once, once the phone call started happening and she answered it and then they, they were making fun of the, uh, the character in the horror film that they were watching, which was pretty much also like a fake scream. Uh, or she's like, <laughs> who would go up to the attic? That's so stupid. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, just other similar like scream ish things were happening. And I was like, okay, so this is like a modern day, like a more modern day, not remake of scream. Okay. I'll take it. I thought this was like a shot for shot prequel of the scream characters, like Hmm. several times throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. As soon as I heard them say, uh, why are you going to the attic? That's stupid. I was like, yeah, at some point these kids are going to try to escape (laughs) into the attic. Yep. So they, um, Ashley says to Garrett, stay up here, keep trying to find the Wi-Fi, uh, keep trying to go on other people's Wi-Fis if you can. I think she says like, do your techno wizardry or something like that. Yes. Yes, she does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they, Ashley and Luke go downstairs and she's like, all right, we're going to get in my car and we're going to run. And they look out the window and they see that her tires have been slashed with a knife sticking out of one of them. And uh, they hide against the wall 
and Garrett walks down the stairs and she's yelling at him. She turns the lights off and she's yelling at him, Garrett, get down. What are you doing? And he brings the brick to them and it says, if you, uh, you leave, you die. So Garrett freaks out, which is, I thought this was weird because it's like, why did Garrett freak out? Didn't he read it before he walked down the stairs? He's going to freak out after she reads it out loud. <laughs> what? Oh, Garrett can't read. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. He can. brought the brick downstairs. I was like, can you read this? What does it say? <laughs> it's in some weird hieroglyph. I'm not too sure what it says. <laughs> uh, so Garrett freaks out. He runs outside doing the exact opposite of what the brick says and is shot dead. Um, and immediately, as soon as Ashley sees it happen, she runs to Luke, grabs him. And we get this really cool camera shot of them like yes. falling. Yeah, I, I wrote that down. It was a really cool like steady cam drop like on a hinge kind of thing. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Adventurous camera angles. I like that. For sure. There was one earlier with the... Uh, it was like in the hallway upstairs, I think just showing you like the upstairs area and it was like rolling on the floor going down the hallway. And I thought that was a really cool shot as well. All right. So Ashley, after she tackles him, Luke's note, obviously very upset. His best friend was just shot uh, dead. Uh, Garrett's not moving outside. And Ashley says, we're going to run upstairs and we're going to go to the window and scream as loud as we can for help. So they go upstairs and uh, they see someone in the hall. They see a light. So they run into the laundry room, which also has the attic, which we were talking about a little bit ago. And uh, long story short, they run up there. A spider falls on Ashley's shoulder. She flips out again. She almost falls and breaks her neck as she falls back down. And uh, Luke grabs her. He I'm just fast forwarding a little bit through this part, and then you guys can comment on it. Uh, okay. Luke grabs her. They go back down. Um, we we also get a, a really cool part with the laundry room where it's like all we hear, where Ashley's alone, and the camera's slowly panning out from her, and all we hear is the laundry running, and then all of a sudden everything goes quiet as the dryer stops, and we just hear a loud as it stops and it it actually made me jump honestly because it was just so mm. ominous the the scene mm -hmm. that we were left with um so luke comes back he's got his gun he's got his dad's gun uh they make a run for uh another room i think they're trying to get to a window and they go into luke's room they hide in the closet the killer comes in because they make a noise and Ashley notices that it's Luke's mask that the killer's wearing. She yells at him and she's like, Garrett, take the mask off. And he's like, oh, uh, dude. <laughs> 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 so she flips out and she's screaming at them and she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Naturally, like she's having a natural reaction. She's like, that's a real mm -hmm. gun. What are you doing? Um, what did you guys think at this point? Uh, Lots to unpack. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, uh, it's screamy still, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely similar tones. I was, so like going back to the Huntsman spider, like her freaking out about a spider, that's such like the typical horror movie girl thing to do. 
Like, Huntsman, would you take the Huntsman Spider over alerting armed intruders? I would let that oh, fucking no. crawl all over my face. <laughs> yeah. But then, agreed. like, you watch this, these robbers, or, like, what you assume are multiple robbers, just kind of, like, walk around this house. And I'm like, dude, Harry and Marv were way better robbers than these guys. <laughs> I was like, you guys are terrible at this. The Wet Bandits are good, man. The, wet the Legend of the Wet it. Bandits. Yeah, man. Well, later known as the Sticky Bandits, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> but holy shit, when, when it turns out to be, to be a, what's his name? God, I'm going to remember. Garrett. Garrett. When it turns out to be Garrett, I was like, what the fuck? What direction is this movie going? Yeah, it, it does jump around a little bit, but yeah. It was like actually right before this scene that I was starting to kind of check out of the movie because uh, I was getting kind of bored with it, thinking it was just just typical like intruders in the house when the babysitter is there alone with the kids type of movie. I've seen it done a lot of times, like I'm sure all of you have with like when a stranger calls and those type of like any kind of babysitter movie really. And when it does take this turn unexpectedly, that's when I got right back into it. Yeah, I think I think that was part of it, right? Like it, even the, the the written synopsis of this on Amazon or wherever you're going to find it, uh, it does say like follow a, a a teenage babysitter as she defends the household from increasingly violent things or something like that. Very generic. And I was like, all right, this is a very generic movie so far. But then the turn happens, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Because yeah, I went into this movie knowing absolutely nothing about it. I didn't watch any trailer. I didn't really hear anything about it. So yeah, it, was, it was surprising and it was a, it was a refreshing thing to see. Yep. The, the idea that they made it like purposefully, like not boring, but like really just generic and bland, you know, just kind of like shaking it up with like, am I rooting for this kid to get statutorily raped? Like, that was the only kind of thing that was offsetting it. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And then yeah. this big twist, and um, we got to put a spoiler alert in here because, like, anyone who's, like, kind of into the idea of watching it but, like, doesn't realize it's this big twist, this is, like, it, nothing sets you up for, like, this movie being what this movie is. Yeah, you know, and, and to go back to the fact that this was, like, kind of boring like you said it it takes some actual skill to make a purposefully boring movie suddenly take a turn like this so i i appreciated what became of this movie so it, is this where we want to call spoilers and like dan you can continue on yeah yeah if you haven't All seen right. it here's your here's your moment to turn back and go watch the movie because we're, we're about to get our big plot twist um as we always do we encourage our listeners to turn off our podcast <laughs> yeah, stop listening guys. stop listening right now listener engagement is our number one thing so go fuck yourselves and turn this thing off <laughs> <laughs> all right so as ashley's flipping out she's walks out of the room she's like i'm calling your parents right now and Luke's following her, kind of like pleading with her, like, Ashley, Ashley, kind of like trying to get her attention. And then he screams at her and is like, Ashley. And she turns around and she says, what? And right then he pistol whips her in the face and she falls down the stairs and she is knocked out. Yeah. Th- like you said, Mike, I think this is literally I just I was like not paying attention. And I looked up and saw that and I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Like, I thought it was just going to like be. 
I, I thought it was going to turn out like, oh yeah, well, yeah, they might have been fucking with her, but then like something was act, someone was going to actually try to break in the house and torment them, and then she wasn't going to believe it, and that's the course this movie was going to take. But I did not see this coming at all. Uh, to go back to like an earlier episode we did, uh, channeling my inner dad, I was like, well, those are concussions one and two. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> One, two, and three, and four, and five, and six, and seven, and eight. <laughs> <laughs> One for every step. Yep. She should have watched out. 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 Jarvis, start flicking your nipple. Go, quick. Nipple, nipple, Oh man, that joke's not gonna make any sense, is it? No, no it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Zero sense. Unless that's okay. Unless it does. Uh, sign on to our Patreon to get the. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to get, if you don't want to, you know, listen to just an hour and forty-five minutes of us talking about a single movie, you could listen to two and a half hours of us talking about a single movie. <laughs> so, um, after he pistol whips Ashley. Uh, she wakes up and she realizes that she's gagged with a uh, piece of duct tape because it has a million and one uses. And uh, she is mm-hmm. also tied up to a chair with duct tape because it has a million and one uses. And mm-hmm. um, we hear the most Rule 34 uh, conversation about who would you oh, fuck in God. Adventure Time. And uh, <laughs> oh, my God, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it, but I was also cringing. Oh, no. It- these kids have been mega cringy this whole time, but man, what a <laughs> what a conversation! I I love that. What's your favorite line from that? My favorite is her pussy tastes like bubble gum. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like the confusion uh, of Garrett, where he's like, "She's gonna have like it's gonna be sticky and sweet and uh, wet," and then <laughs> Luke, was, Luke was like, "Yeah, we like that," and he was like, "Oh yeah, right." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> what like they did such a believable job of being twelve-year-olds. Uh, I loved it. That yeah, that was like the was whole cool. conversation of the two twelve-year-olds who've never had sex debating the uh, virtues and ups and downs of sex. That seems more accurate to my like twelve to thirteen-year-old conversations. That was a <laughs> yeah, lot. Sure. Yeah, that was closer. <laughs> no iPads in the. No iPads in sight. Just talking about oh, ridiculous God. shit that we knew nothing about. We didn't have any of that there Wi-Fi that you call. <laughs> so Ashley, as she comes to, she starts making noise. Uh, we get our first wonderful Luke squeaky freak out where he is like freaking out at Garrett about the new carpet that they have. Um, like, My mom's gonna kill me. Uh, My mom's gonna kill me. If you, if you want to know exactly what it sounds like, if you ever watched Monsters Inc. and you see those two guys who are like always swooning over um, Mike and Sully, they're like <laughs> the janitors. <laughs> That's exactly so awesome! Like. Holy shit! It's the janitors. You're right. Yep. <laughs> Shut up! You're making mess up his concentration. <laughs> um, that, that is what Luke sounds like every time he squeaks to me. But anyway, you did a really so- good job. That was a really good. That was a really good impression. That was really good. <laughs> Legitimately, I liked it. So 
Luke walks over to Ashley and he goes to her purse. He paints on like lips onto Ashley's face and is like, I, I don't know. He's like talking with her, making her talk. And uh, he, he ends up taking off the tape, uh, which has a million and one uses. I'll stop saying that. And tells her that. <laughs> there, you have to, you have to say it a million and one times. So everybody right. knows well, how I'll many uses it I'll say it every time we see the duct tape. Um, Every time duct tape is mentioned or seen, I need you to say it. All right. All right. I got you. So he takes off the uh, duct tape, which has a million and one uses, and says that they are going to play truth or dare, or he will kill her. Uh, She says that she's going to take a truth. And he asks if how many guys that she has had sex with. And she says that she's a virgin. And he laughs. And... Um, is like, no, uh, no, you're not. And um, here, I'll, I'll move through all the truth and dare parts yeah. and then I'll get well, your he, guys' uh, reactions on it. Well, he did tell her that her legs were harder to keep closed than the Jumbin' Air Ramsey case. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, that joke still slaps. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only good thing from that movie. Oh goodness! Go back and watch Thanks Killing if you haven't yet, uh, d- or don't, or, or just listen to us talk about yeah, it. That's just fine. Listen to yeah. us talk about it. It's way yeah, more it's enjoyable, your, it, or it's your better, equally Allison. as enjoyable at the very least. Yep. At this point, though, it's like legit the the scream ending, the original scream. Like this is yes. this is the ending already. You know what I mean? Instead of Correct. like a lack of sex, it's just one too many kiddos. Like, <laughs> yeah. This, like I said, at at this point, after the the pistol whip and everything, I, the the first thing I thought of was, "Oh, Mike's gonna like this." Uh, <laughs> why why would I like that? If you like, why is that your first? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not that you're a weirdo. That wants to like, <laughs> That's one with a pistol. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I didn't hate it. <laughs> it did awaken something. <laughs> so after she takes the truth. We then move to Garrett, who Luke says, uh, Luke says, dare. And Garrett dares him to touch her boobs. And uh, we get some great lines here from Ashley. Uh, he <laughs> he touches her boob. And every time I've watched this, I've watched this movie three times. And Garrett laughs at, at Luke and points and is like, what's that? <laughs> And because Luke's has like a boner and he's like, starts shoving Garrett. I crack up every time I yeah. see that. It It is very good. It, it goes back to that like crackly voice. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the other line that she does, uh, he's like, how'd you like that? And she was like, I felt like I got felt up by a young kid or something like that. Actually, it, feel, it felt like I got felt up by a little boy. There we go. That's the line. Oh man, she's so good. Yeah, that was. The this right was a very response. awkward scene, though. Yeah, this is a very awkward scene, though. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It like gave a little comedy to the dark scene that it is. Um, I wasn't yeah, sure was if I writing. was like, I wasn't sure if I was ever rooting for him. You know, in the beginning, because I was like, is the director trying to make me root for him? I don't know. Yeah. But at this point, I was like, thank you for like making this easy now. Like, fuck this kid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she didn't take your advice on that. Or else we wouldn't be in this situation. (laughs) Oh, Mike. I I just just (laughs) thought that it was 
it was good on her part and that she wasn't giving him any kind of reaction because that's what he was looking for. He was looking for some kind of reaction. And yep. every time he tried to like touch her or do something like fucked up to her when she was tied to the chair, she just shot him right down and like beat him down to being a little boy and not like any kind of threat to her. So continuing with Ashley's badass responses, um, Ashley then gets to ask Luke truth or Dale. And he very centrally is like, mm, truth, go ahead. And she very matter of factly is like, okay, Luke, did you ever tell Garrett that you killed his hamster? <laughs> and, and his <laughs> eyes shoot open. <laughs> Garrett's like, but why? And then uh, Luke responds back. He's like, don't worry about it. It was like two years ago. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So, Does anyone remember the name of the hamster? LeBron. LeBron. The <laughs> hamster. Rest in peace to a real one, LeBron. Rip. So uh, Garrett starts saying, like, this is the first time that Garrett's really spoken out. And he's like, I don't want to torture Ashley. This just seems weird. I, I don't like this. Uh do you know what happens to white kids when they go to prison? And Luke's like, no, 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 shush little baby. It's okay. Uh, and they, they like walk out of the room to like talk about it. And meanwhile, Ashley grabs a flashlight and apparently she knows SOS because she starts sending SOS signals out the window with it. Yeah. And she very smartly, as soon as she starts to hear them come back, she drops the flashlight at her feet and then pretends like she was trying to pick it up with her foot. Like she messed it up. Oh, right. I didn't like think too much of that far into it. But yeah, that's good. She's smart. So the So after that we hear the doorbell ring. And we hear the doorbell ring and it turns out to be Ricky who's saying that Ashley texted him a half hour ago and uh he brings flowers for her. And he ends up muscling his way in to the door. And his first reaction is not like, well, his first reaction is, Ashley, where are you? But immediately after he goes, ooh, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was perfect. He's asserting his pizza dominance here. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I feel that so hard. Uh, <laughs> hey, where are you? Oh, pizza, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't like it. <laughs> so um ricky goes upstairs and he and uh he's like trying to find ashley because luke told her told him that she was up there and luke goes in his room for a second and he comes out with a bat and like the bear jew in inglorious bastards just whops him in the back of the head and ricky goes down and uh, I, I really got Bear Jew vibes when he's like dancing with the bat and everything. And he like screams oh, yeah. into it and everything. Right. Um, I liked so, it. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it, it added to like how how prepared Luke was to like just do some fucked up shit, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like at, Absolutely. at this point, yeah. maybe this is a salvageable situation, but now he's just beating people over the head with a bat that are kind of outside this immediate situation. And, you know, he's, he's adding to like this web that he's building. So Ricky uh, is not knocked out though. He gets up and he tackles Luke to the ground 
and he he's still being a reasonable person though like he doesn't start beating the the shit out of this kid he's just like what are you doing like what where's ashley which is not what my reaction would have been <laughs> if a kid hit me in the back of the head with a baseball bat um what would your reaction be uh what would your i definitely would have pinned him down and made sure he's not going anywhere and if he try, like I, i'm sorry i'm defending for my life at this point so <laughs> yeah like like yeah. getting punched by a little kid is one thing but getting hit in the back of the head with a bat is a the whole different world <laughs> and then he sang into the bat so he clearly wanted to hurt you so <laughs> Um, yeah, I was getting like real, like American Psycho vibes from the kid at this point too. My, yes. regardless of everything he's done before in this movie, like that's how Patrick Bateman was during in the movie. He would like break into Huey Lewis songs while he was killing people, and that's kind of what this kid was doing, singing with the bat. I really wish he just at one point he just went, "Oh, good for you, good for you." <laughs> Mike, did you just say irregardless? I did see your gut. Am I wrong on a word again? I'm about, to hit you with bat. I'm about to hit you with a bat. <laughs> I'm not going to defend Mike because it's it wasn't a word, but it is officially, I think, a word as of like last year. Talk to no, I'm, I'm looking it up. Yeah, dude. All right. No, it, got, with the, it, got pulled, with the plot. it legitimately got pulled into like Webster's Dictionary. Shut the fuck up. Good old Webster. <laughs> backing me up. Thanks, Webster. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, uh, my boy Webb backing me up. So as Ricky tackles him to the ground, um, Luke takes the pencil that was stuck under the rug that his mom showed Ashley earlier in the movie about putting on the doorknob and stabs it through Ricky's cheek. Um, Ricky takes the pencil out and grabs the bat and he's about to beat Luke's face in when Garrett runs up the stairs, pointing the shotgun at Ricky and is like, put the bat down. Uh, very scared, by the way. Garrett's like, put put the bat down, get on your knees, and relax. And Ricky's just like, okay, fine, don't shoot me, kid. Just relax, like it's fine. And Luke gets up, smacks it, says batter up, and smacks him in the back of the head one more time, um, which causes Ricky to bleed out of the back of his head. And um, he's proclaims, "Isn't this so exciting?" Those are concussions one and two for Ricky. Uh huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I feel like we only have a couple more for Ricky, though. <laughs> so yeah, we we learned that. Um, oh, Garrett freaks out about going to jail again, and they tie up Ricky. They clean up the area, and we learned that Luke texts Ricky to come over, and Garrett gets mad because he didn't tell him. So he's basically just leaving him out at this point. Um, so Luke grabs Ashley's phone out of the, out of the fish. Um, wow. I, what are they? Fish <laughs> tank? tank. Yeah. Thanks. I, uh, wow. Words. Um, sorry. It's like, uh, it's like a big bowl of water for fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how Australians talk. <laughs> uh, you could by the way uh i'm gonna throw this in there you could hear their australian accents like crying to come out in some of these scenes and i was like that's a little unfortunate for them i i didn't hear it at all i i had no idea most of these actors were australian truly i didn't yeah no they did a great job at being like uh, 
non-Australian uh, yeah. accents, but like it, every once in a while you could hear a couple of words kind of straining, especially from the boyfriends, but both the, the boyfriends as we will go along, one of them came in and I was like, Ooh, he wants to, he wants to be a shrimp of the Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so as uh Luke gets, sorry, they tie up Ricky with the duct tape, which has a million and one uses and Luke gets Ashley's phone out of the fish uh, tank, big bowl of fish, and calls Jeremy um, and tells him to come over, uh, which is a pretty funny conversation. So he's like, what does he say? He's like, I'm calling for Ashley. And he's like, there's no Ashley here. But he's calling from Ashley's phone. Jeremy's <laughs> so, <laughs> like, there's no Ashley here, dude. Wrong number. <laughs> um, so that was pretty funny. And... Uh, basically like, he's like, Hey, Jeremy, can you come over? And, um, Jeremy's like, I'll be there as soon as I can. We find out that Jeremy's about a half hour away. And, uh, Ricky says something under the duct tape, which has a million and one uses. And, uh, he takes the duct tape off and he points, Luke points the gun at him. And he says, uh, say whatever you said one more time. I dare you. And he says, I needed the bathroom as he pisses all over himself. That's a power Man. move right there. It's such a power move. It was a power <laughs> move. <laughs> so brave. So brave. <laughs> so Luke starts to clean up all the pee. Um, and Oh, wait. His voice does crack there. And he's like, oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> And as he's cleaning it up, um, it's it's really funny because he does the poutiest face as he's putting on cleaning supplies. Like he just, <laughs> I was like, my mom's given me that look before. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like so far everything has gone exactly the way that this kid has wanted it to. Right? I love when little things like this go through and fuck up his like motion because it shows his true character. He's like, he's he's fucked somewhere in there. Like his brain is like messed up. And as soon as something doesn't go his way, he's and he just his voice cracks and he cries a little bit, and it's it does show how like unbalanced he is. All right, that was the funny thing to me too, because like he's doing all this fucked up shit, he's torturing two people, and like every time something happens, like some kind of mess happens in the house, he freaks out and his squeaky voice comes out. He's like, "My mom's gonna kill me." <laughs> I mean, that's the least of your problems is a little bit yeah. of pee on the floor, a little bit of weed smell in the house. Absolutely. You got two people tied to chairs that you're viciously <laughs> assaulting. Yeah, he's yeah, but to it, focus it does, on all the wrong things. Correct. It shows It shows how it just uh, strictly naive he is, right? Like, he, he just reverts back to being a child as soon as something doesn't go his way. So. I, so let's remember this moment, right, that he wipes up the pee. And let's let's kind of re-review it at the end after like all of all of the plot has you know gone through because I I don't really understand why him pissing on the floor was bad for his plan. Okay, let's just keep going then. Okay. So as uh, Luke is cleaning up, he needs to go outside to take the trash out. Um, and which is important to note that he actually took the trash out in the beginning of the movie. So it would make sense that all the trash would, that it would be a clean trash bag in there. Uh, that's fine. Um, so Ashley's cutting her 
hands free and her leg free with a piece of a broken glass that she got from a bottle that smashed earlier. Um, and uh, Ricky like proclaims like, I'm happy that you're leaving. I hope that you have a great life. Like that's all I really care about from you. So it's like a nice little cute moment for them. Yeah. Um, which was very inappropriate in the moment that they were having it, but maybe he felt like this was the only time that he was going to have with her. I don't know. I, I, mean, I had that same thought. I was like, this is not the time, Ricky, to make your amends. This is not the time. I think that she also sees that. She looks up at him as she's like trying to furiously cut the, the duct tape, which has a million and one uses, on her ankles. And, and she looks up, she's like, and? I have things to do. Like I'm so. Busy. <laughs> it was like a scowl. Yeah, she's like scowling at him, but she's stopping yeah. to scowl. Like we get it. Like it's <laughs> it's not the right time, but keep doing what you're doing. So as yeah, Luke, also go ahead. Do, do they do they train? Uh, I, I don't. She's doing like all the right things, like you said earlier. She's like super smart with all these things, right? Like she's she's cutting up the the duct tape and then putting her arm back on the chair so he doesn't see it, and then cutting off the the uh the leg one and putting her leg back and so hiding it like it's still stuck to the chair kind of thing like at, d- do you get trained with that when like in high school or something babysitter 101 i guess so <laughs> it's true it's the natural courses that you have to take sos signals um resourcefulness ironically horror yeah. movies are great place to learn about what you should expect as a babysitter in worst case scenarios <laughs> so yeah so luke comes back um but right before he does she hears him coming back and uh she puts her hand back where it was and her foot back where it was and there is still duct tape which has a million and one uses on her wrist and on her ankle um so it's kind of hard to tell that uh she has that uh that she's cut herself free so Luke then smells weed. He cracks his voice again, saying, my mom's going to kill me. Um, (laughs) And sees Garrett smoking and uh, takes the joint and makes Ricky smoke out of it, uh, which Ricky has just become a bong from the uh, pencil going through his cheeks. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's such a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Kids these days don't make a bong out of anything. My God. Human skull. We got that. Honestly, my favorite part was like Luke while we had the room and you hear him saying to Garrett, like, what the fuck are you doing? You told me to relax. Yeah, but not smoke weed in my house. <laughs> well, you weren't too specific. That's fair. They were dropping oxys like at the beginning of all this. So I don't think weed would be that big of a deal. Like, Yeah, where's the line, yeah. Lucas? Make a decision. <laughs> Calling so. him by his government name of Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> So Luke uh, gets an idea after making Ricky smoke the weed and seeing the smoke come out of his cheek hole. And he says, oh, let's test the home alone theory. So he he pulls Ricky into the main hall where the staircase is. And uh, Garrett's just standing there smoking weed, smoking his joint. And... He is like, what? What is going on? Why do you hang out with this guy? Garrett's like, he's my best friend. Um, and Ricky's like, is he really? Like, he doesn't treat you like that. Uh, but very quickly, Luke comes back with a paint can and some rope. Meanwhile, in the other room, Ashley is trying to 
is fervorously untying herself. And we cut back as Ricky is talking to Garrett, like kind of calmly, a little confused. And we just see the paint can come flying by and barely misses Ricky as Luke looks over and he's like, is it level with his head? So Garrett freaks out and he's like, stop, you're going to home alone. <laughs> I like how matter of factly he was like, you're going to home alone him? Dude, are you home aloneing him right now? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, at the beginning of the movie, uh, Lucas and Garrett were having the debate if the swinging pan can would knock somebody out. So this was just that being put to the test mm-hmm. later on in the movie. And I it, don't remember that. So. It did not turn out how I expected it to. Kevin McAllister is a true monster. <laughs> and he tried to murder those two men that were trying yeah. to come into his house. No shit. So let's let's see what Mike's talking about. So as he pulls the paint can back up, Ashley gets free. She grabs the gun, uh, still has the chair on her one arm at this point. Um, she points the gun at Luke and is like, stop or I will shoot. Put it down. And Luke looks at her and says, okay. And he throws the paint can and it swings and it smashes Ricky in the face. And Ricky is dead. That yeah, just was crazy. Is, that was pretty wild. It was, it was pretty jarring. We don't, you don't actually see anything. You just, you, you see the thing swing and then you see the paint splatter, this yellow paint mixed with red paint splatter on. Uh, that wasn't uh, red paint. That was his that blood. Was, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> I mean, it's red. You got a little red on you. You got some red um, on you. You got some red then, on you. Uh, they, you just, you hear the thud and you don't even have to see it, which was, which was gorgeous. It, it was such a well done scene because of that fact. You, you saw it in your head. They don't, they didn't need to film it. So I, I was happy with that. Yeah, I felt the same way because you just saw Ashley's face drop and just the look of horror on her face. Because up until this point, like he hasn't, they haven't killed anybody. They haven't really permanently hurt anybody i mean they're still both like fucked in terms of to get getting caught for this but they could still like get out of it and turn it around this is like the point of no return like they're in it they killed somebody yeah there was still wiggle room before this right there was still like a conceivable way out of this and i i i mean i'm sure we'll talk about it more when we get into visuals but it, it, it's the same principle as Jaws. Like the more you don't see, but is inferred, yeah. it, it is inferred well. You know, it's uh, this scene was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Yep. And then, and then shortly after this, you get the shot of directly behind him, where the paint is just strewn, except the center portion where his head would be. Yep. Oh, that that it. part, and then the the same scene, but coming uh, kind of like above it as she's fleeing that area and she drops the gun on the ground, which we'll see in a second. Sorry, Dan. But they, uh, they show that scene as it's like, I guess it's either above or I was like, Oh my goodness. Like what, what good cinematography? Like this is so good. So Ashley's jaw drops. Garrett's jaw drops. Cause we we're getting the, we're getting the idea that Garrett did not know what was going to happen here throughout this whole movie. Uh, if you couldn't tell so far, trying to outline that in every scene when he points it out. But Ashley 
tells Luke to stop or she'll pull the trigger. He keeps walking. She pulls the trigger. And Luke says, a responsible parent always takes the ammo out. So she throws the chair down. Ashley runs out. We get another wonderful squeaking. Luke, who says, go get her. If she gets away, then this whole thing's fucked. <laughs> and Can you just like do the rest of the podcast in that voice? <laughs> Whenever Luke talks, I will I will do my, my Luke voice. Okay. okay. That's fair. So Ashley runs outside and Carrot Carrot is like, I don't know why it cracked me up, but he's like pleading and trying to like pin her down. He's like, Please just just let that. Like, have you ever seen The Office when Michael is dressed as Santa and he's like, "Just let this happen. I need this." When he's trying to pin Ryan on his lap, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Garrett's doing to Ashley. He's like, "Please stop. Just sit in a chair. I need this. I need this." <laughs> but, um, Ashley Ashley does make it. She gets. We find out that. When Garrett got shot earlier in the movie, it was actually a paintball gun that was shot up, that was set up. And uh, we see Ashley get shot by it and Garrett get shot by it. Uh, she wrestles with Garrett for a little bit. She breaks the chair off of her and she escapes, jumping over the fence and yelling for help to the carolers, who you all love. And the carolers do not hear her and Luke hits her over the head with a bat and she is knocked out again. No, he hits her with the he hits her with the brick. Oh, with the brick. Oh, hot. yeah, she got brick. What's our concussion count, Chris? Uh, I believe that's number three. <laughs> well, if we're counting all the stairs, uh, geez, I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> like twenty three. <laughs> yeah, good lord. This is this is kind of where it set in for me that this, you know, that beginning scene when it's just Luke and uh, fucking god damn it, third time I forgot Garrett. Garrett, god damn it. <laughs> Luke and Garrett, <laughs> when they're having like that very kind of blase talk in uh, in Luke's room, like that's that's where this starts to seem like unrealistic to me because this was so clearly orchestrated. Like every aspect, every detail was so orchestrated. Like he had set that paintball gun up long before that conversation, and Garrett's still just like, "Or oh, we could just smoke weed," and and Luke's like, "No, nah, man, we're uh, I I got a plan. Don't worry." No, dude, you have like a fuck. What? What? No. So, um, we we cut back inside, and uh, Garrett expresses to Luke that he's upset, and he's like, Garrett just looks depressed at this point. He's like, I I don't I don't want to do this, and Luke basically just continues to shush him, and Luke posts on Ashley's social media, um. Uh, he's like, all we have to do is, I'm sorry, all we have to do is post on our social media <laughs> and say something like, man, guys are the worst. Uh, so so she, he posts on her social media and uh, he tells Garrett, he's like, all I have to do is, all I have to do is finish up with Jeremy and then we're finished. So he leaves and uh jeremy my favorite character in this whole thing uh jeremy shows up in his car he's drinking a bottle of beer he has a really cool backwards flat brimmed hat on with a dollar sign on i i I hated the hat so much do you think his nickname was 
Do you think his nickname was J Money? I think it was. Oh hell, <laughs> yeah, it was Money. Dude, no. Oh my goodness, this this character was uh, the earlier in the movie. Luke is saying something like, "Why do you date all these guys that are assholes?" Very, very like a Reddit nice guys kind of conversation, right? And like, I'm such a better guy. You don't have to date all these bad guys, right? And this guy shows him like, all right, this guy's a pretty shitty. Yeah, that was my thought. And I was like, this guy seems like a douchebag and a shitbag, but he's still not the bad guy in this movie because like, there's a lot worse you should be dealing with right now. So strange that that's the case. This, uh-huh. okay. I mean, even Ricky was kind of shitty too. He turned out to be an all right character. Like he, he wasn't as bad, but like when he showed up, he was like, oh, pizza, right? And then, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this guy's kind of a jerk bag. Uh, but then, yeah, it turns out he's actually kind of nice, but whatever. Ricky was totally a douchebag. That was like a Walmart fucking gaggle of flowers that he brought. Like, <laughs> yeah, he totally had it coming too. But dude, we got to talk. We got to talk about that backwards fucking. That's a new era 5950 fitted cap. I I own lots of fitted fitted hats and those dude those are like those are gas station hats like the diamond the fake diamond crusted dollar sign hats have not been popular since flavor of love okay like this is 2017 there's no fucking way even as a character that this hat would be on a person and he took the sticker off, which in from he what I'm aware of, no, 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 no. He, he, had the, he had the sticker on. That's the only reason I know it's a it's supposed to be ah. like a new era. But, okay. Uh, yeah. No. That's All I saw was the shiny diamond dollar sign. <laughs> um, you think a guy that would wear a shiny diamond, yeah, that hat would on. not know would not know better than to keep the sticker on the hat? I mean, yeah. come on now. Oh yeah. If he's going half douchebag, he's going full douchebag, okay? He kept that sticker on. I mean that's day one hat douchebag knowledge. Don't take the sticker off. So we we get some great moments in the car where Jeremy is practicing lines in his mirror as he laughs like a maniac to himself. It's it's God, I love this character so much. So he's like sitting there like, hey, what's up, Ashley? <laughs> he he was like a a, uh you said it before like a like a dollar store um yeah he's like a dollar store vanilla ice i think (laughs) vanilla ice is the dollar store vanilla ice (laughs) modern day vanilla ice is the dollar store vanilla ice absolutely i I like modern day vanilla ice he runs a uh home improvement show he flips houses and he does pretty good at it for himself so good for him You know way more about Vanilla Ice than I ever will, Mike. So I applaud you for that. Uh, Obviously, you haven't heard my Vanilla Ice podcast. It comes out every Tuesday. It's called Cold as Ice. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Looking for guests. If you'd like to be on next week, reach out. I'm pretty sure Vanilla Ice is free. Let's hit him up. He's got to flip houses. Come Um, on. His his new TV show is the best thing he's done since uh, the Turtle Rap in Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. All right, now this is too much obscure. Okay. Get out, get out of here. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Can we? Uh, Dakry, Mo- Dakry Montgomery is the guy who plays Jeremy, though. And I was like, I was stoked when I saw him. He he's in a lot of things. He's he was in uh, the second season of Stranger Things. Um, he was in the the Power Rangers remake. He's a he's a great actor. I was like, oh shit, he's fantastic. You know? Yeah, yeah. What, um, wasn't expecting what to was see he- him. What was he in Stranger Things? 
Uh, he was a shitbag uh, Billy Hargrove. Yeah, the brother mm. who was the lifeguard who was banging the mom. Yep. Yep. The mom wanted to bang. All the moms wanted That's to fair. bang. Man, he plays a good douchebag, doesn't he? He's a hot dude, man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with what did uh what did Patrick say? It's I'm allowed to like gay things. so jeremy walked starts walking to the back door because that's where um luke said that ashley wanted him to meet her um and this is where i can answer your brick question he bangs his leg into something as he rounds the corner and he says what the fuck is this and it's kind of like a catapult Uh, type thing that okay that triggered oh. yeah and that's what threw the brick through the window see i thought oh. that was just a random ass like a lawn ornament which was totally believable i was like i don't know what that is but okay that makes sense there's a bit of a pop right like the light kind of popped when he tripped over it yeah something like that it might have had lights on it or something but yeah he, he definitely runs it. Into it, yeah okay yeah Dan. i didn't know what the significance of Thank it was you. but that, that makes sense yeah. yeah that clears up a ton of stuff for me it it took the third watch to say it so i think that that was actually the movie's fault. They, they probably should have like lighted it up a little bit more, or got like a better shot of it or something. But yeah, mm-hmm. I could, I could tell in the third watch through that it was supposed to be like a little catapult thing. Cause then they showed the broken window right above it. So I was like, Oh, connecting the dots. So, oh, okay. I thought they were just showing a broken window just to have a cool shot between a broken window. But now yeah, that makes sense. So Jeremy walks back and starts banging on the window to, screaming for Ashley and Luke meets him back there. And this is, if, if I didn't have a favorite line in the whole movie, uh, this would have been it. I think I said that one earlier, was it, but this one actually trumps that. Um, so (laughs) Luke's like talking to Jeremy and Jeremy's yelling and Luke goes, shh, you don't want, don't wake my neighbors. And Jeremy goes, I could give a fuck. And he stops and looks around and he quietly goes, I'm about, I'm about the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Luke basically says um, that Jeremy has to write an apology letter for Ashley because Jeremy, the reason that Jeremy and Ashley broke up, we learned early in the movie is because Jeremy went around saying that they slept together all the time. Um, so Luke's like, write her an apology letter. And Jeremy says, okay, fine. Um, so he sits on the swing outside writing the apology letter. And meanwhile, inside Ashley, Ashley's been talking to Garrett and Garrett starts to kind of unite with her. Uh, and, and he's like untying her and, um, we cut back outside. Jeremy finishes his apology letter. And the black cat from the beginning of the movie walks in front of Jeremy. And right then Luke throws the rope onto Jeremy's neck and turns on the lawnmower and pulls him up and hangs him dead. And uh, that's the end of Jeremy. That was a real creative way to kill him. Yeah. Because what it turns out is that he's trying to... uh, I think he tried to get it earlier, like when he was talking about Jeremy coming over and trying to set him up for this whole thing. He's trying to make it look like a like a suicide, like a murder suicide or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. The apology note was like supposedly yeah, like framed to be a suicide note from him. Yep. I think my only issue with it was like 
there's no way that mower was just sitting out there in the snow. So while he's riding that, Luke had to be behind him just getting this big ass riding mower out of like the shed. <laughs> and it's not no point, Jeremy, just to turn around like, okay, what the fuck are you doing? Nothing. Keep riding. No, yeah, keep riding. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Shh. Just, just put this around your neck. <laughs> and then just how nonchalantly like, he just drives the mower back into the shed, just. <laughs> Was the black cat like? Was the black cat like a negligible detail? You know what I, I mean? So. Like, yeah, like, I think they were trying to use it as like bad luck, like they try to do with a lot of black cats in movies, I guess, because that it happens to the babysitter to to uh, Ashley right, earlier in the street, and then this, yeah, I, I think it's relatively negligible. I, I thought there would be more to it, but no. Yeah, it, it, it's confusing because that's almost, you know, kind of like a classic Halloween arc, even though it's it's always right. meant to be bad luck. But that, you know, this whole movie just didn't feel like a Christmas theme. And that only added to it, I guess, you know, the but, music was Christmassy. But yeah, that was it. That was it. Right. And, and like all anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that in the uh, in the summary. But I got to tell you, man, I, I love. I love the fact that, like, they went with, like, the classic trope of, uh, like, you know, the friend helping to untie Ashley. Because it just goes to show that little boys are not capable accomplices at all. The slightest inference of pussy. And they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I was wrong. You, uh, I'm here for you. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) All she had to do was rub his hand. And Garrett was like... Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and untie you now. Right now. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I never liked that guy anyway. Always was rooting for you. We got to yep. get out of here together. He's crazy. Rook's <laughs> fucking out of his mind, right? That fucking guy. We should open up a, bread, a, a bed and breakfast. Am I right? You said Pittsburgh? <laughs> Let's go to Pittsburgh. I love you. Touch me. Touch me, please. Please touch me. <laughs> So as Garrett's untying her, he's saying, I'm really sorry that it got to this. I, I never meant it. I, I didn't want it to be like this. Uh, I'll make it right. He kisses her weirdly on the cheek. Just seemed very un- unnecessary. I, it was it was very uncalled for. I mean, I understand you you both in a traumatic experience, but like that was really a aggressive, shitty, like predatory move to yep. kiss her on the cheek while she's like, still tied up. Tied like up with uh, duct rubbed- tape, which has a million and one uses. I mean, she, she did. Ru- she did rub his hand. Thank so, you, yeah. Mike. She rubbed <laughs> she, her hand on his finger. They're so, in love yeah. now. They're in love now, and she was asking for it. So, <laughs> what was she wearing again? Uh, <laughs> duct tape has a million uh, and one uses. Uh, Chris, uh, yeah, Christmas Christ. lights and Christmas lights. Ah, oh, yeah, and Christmas lights. <laughs> because so, it's a Christmas movie. Don't forget. <laughs> this is about as much of a Christmas movie as movies like Gremlins was a Christmas movie, and that's a Christmas movie. <laughs> don't start. Die, die, die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, die cool. Hard is a Christmas okay, movie. We're not doing die this. It's, not. We are like an hour and a half in. We are not doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're either going to do it now or we're going to do it later. We're going to do it later. We're going to do it in the next okay. episode. All right, we'll do it later. No, no, it's happening. <laughs> so as uh, he kisses her on the cheek and he continues to untire, uh, he out of nowhere gets shot by a shotgun. As Luke comes in, he's like, I told 
had to touch her. <laughs> and Garrett's like, you shot me. I'm dying. And Luke walks over to him and he shoots him in the head. As Garrett says, I want my mom. And then Luke starts screaming, fuck you, fuck you. And um, he's clearly very upset about this. As Kyle said, we could see the character breaking down because this was not part of his plan. Um, And then Luke calms down immediately and says, no worries. He was weak anyway. And he goes back over to Ashley. And uh, that scene scene was super screamy like that 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 literally isn't that what the one character says in scream he's like dude you fucking shot me and he like is crying oh, yeah, was, oh yeah that was a uh, matthew lillard yeah, <laughs> you stabbed matthew. me too hard yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> already he's like trying to throw the phone at me my mom's gonna yeah, kill right. me so it, again i just brought the same amount that. of energy as like yeah, same. Really same. Scream. Like he did a really good job. Like the acting for a fourteen-year-old. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it was very yeah. powerful in that scene. I saw it from a mile away, but he did a great job. So, yeah, right. <laughs> these are just the shitty little kid, Billy and Stu. More oh, or yeah. less. Yeah. yeah. So, Ashley says, "You were never going to let me go, were you?" And he says, "Guilty." And Luke tells a story about his mom not talking him in anymore and how he used to be close with her, but now she's not, she doesn't do the same things that she used to like, um, uh, talking him in. That's really like his big thing. He's like, I don't get talked to anymore. Now I kill people. Uh, (laughs) He has skipped some levels here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was a big jump that he took. (laughs) So, Ashley says, I know why she doesn't tuck you in and tell you that she loves you anymore. And he goes, why? And she just stops, stops answering and closes her eyes. So Luke starts <laughs> freaking out saying, uh, tell me I'm, tell me I'm bad. Tell me you're disappointed in me. Tell me, say something, Ashley, as he walks behind her and he stabs her in the neck and he kills Ashley. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be like one less like fight and she was going to escape and like get the knife from him and escape her duct tape, which has a million and one uses and then stab him. And then... But no, he just stabbed him in the throat. I was so yep. mad. I was like, and then he said, did he really? He said, good night. Do you really just get away with this? I was so fucking I know. mad. Because <laughs> uh, at this time, uh, Carmela had texted me after she, she had left the house and she was like i hate that movie that you were watching i hope that kid dies and like right before this i was like oh i think it's coming don't you worry and then it, <laughs> i was like how am i gonna tell her this <laughs> like, how is she gonna live with the fact that this kid just got away with this holy shit can i tell you yeah he, he died and it's everybody lived happily ever after <laughs> can i tell you that i went i did a complete 180 from this point to the end of the movie like i went this is the worst movie i've ever watched if this is my payoff after all of this mm. yeah right, let's uh let's wrap up this this ending here all right let's do it so luke goes around and he starts putting uh jeremy's fingerprints on the on the knife that he used to stab her he puts uh fingerprints on the shotgun that he used to shoot luke he uh goes and cleans up uh, some of the things, not everything. He leaves like the paint and leaves Ricky's body there. Um, and 
he goes and brushes his teeth, goes and gets ready, checks on how long his parents are going to be. Um, he sets up the pencil back on his door. He uh, turns on his little weird white noise machine and he lies in bed as his parents come home. His mom screams. She runs upstairs and is like, where's my baby? Uh, the next shot is cops are there talking to Patrick Warburn, who's very somber. I feel like he made me so sad. <laughs> and yeah. um, his mom's like holding him. And we get we start to pan in on Luke as the movie looks like it's about to end. And then all of a sudden we hear, wait, there's one alive still. And we hear them say, yeah, she used duct tape, which has a million and one uses, guys, uh, to cover the the bleeding smart smart girl and we see the the medics carrying out uh ashley and she looks up and sees luke flips him off and is taken away in the ambulance and we close up on luke who's terrified and we pan out and the movie ends yeah and then the, the credits happen and then credits go away and we cut back to him <laughs> and mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all stayed for that. Oh, I didn't. But that, Wait, that, what happened? Oh, no, I, oh, yeah. yeah, I did. Oh, right I, I did not first, either. Like, the first, like, two words. That, it was literally like a second of credits, and then it cut back to him. And uh, Luke goes, Mom, I'm really worried about Ashley. We should go to the hospital. And then it cuts back over to credits. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that at all. Oh, He's yeah. like, I got to finish the job. Yeah. Do you guys always stop watching as soon as you see, like, words? No, I, I mean, know. like with Tubi, a lot of time, like a lot of those streaming services, what happens is as soon as the credits start, they start giving you ads for other movies. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, but it was, I, I, I didn't like that. It was, it just seemed like a shitty kind of really unoriginal ending to, to what was kind of, you know, pretty off the wall sort of movie. Uh, well, let, let's get into, let's get into the weeds in a second. Uh, Dan, y'all good there? Yeah, that's it. So I'll pass it back over. And yeah, cool. Uh, so let's get into. Let's just talk about cinematography and special effects real quick. We we kind of we kind of talked about it a little bit throughout this whole thing. I I think we all enjoyed a lot of these shots. They were they were really fun. From that that hinged uh, shot where they where the camera falls down as she goes on top of uh, Luke. And then uh, they do a reverse of that later on, which I thought was pretty cool, um, where she's in the chair and she's fallen over and then they pick her back up and then it kind of reverses the shot and she comes back up as well. And I thought that was really nice. Uh, the shot with the, the paint on the floor and it was like above them after uh, Ricky got hit with the, the paint. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really did enjoy a lot of these fun experimental semi I'd say experimental, but they were just they were just well put together shots. So. Mm -hmm. And the special effects, I, I thought the, the the pencil in the cheek, I was like, oh, God, that that hurt to watch. Uh, they made fun of it later on with the <laughs> with the bong thing. And I thought that was hilarious. Um, I think um, I don't think there's any other crazy special effects. I don't know if anybody else has anything. I had money on the throat, like a pencil to the throat. I was a little surprised mm -hmm. with the cheek. Anyone else? Yeah, uh, a little bit. I, they did show the pencil early on as in like this is going to save the day and it, it didn't it was just it was just a stab thing I, I guess right. it did show up but whatever um, beyond that yeah like I, I think it, it was a good use of um, it was a good, good use of cinematography and a good use of special effects overall 
And a good use of duct tape. And a good use of duct tape, which is a million one uses. Um, I, I, I think you covered it all. Like on my end, because like, I, like you said, the two shots, like with she falls on top of Luke and the uh, the chair shot too, with she falls over and it pan- the camera like kind of follows her back up, like you said. I mean, I thought that was well done too. And just it was a good movie. It was well shot. And, and yeah. I know that. I know that this is kind of a joke for us, and I'm, I'm going to say it, and y'all are probably going to laugh, but even though they were stuck inside of this one house, I didn't feel that claustrophobic. Oh I legitimately, God. I was like, this is a oh big-ass house. Like, there was many places to go and hide, and, like, it, it didn't feel... I mean, there was, like, a couple scenes in, like, closets or whatever, but it honestly didn't feel cramped. I, I It was a spacious house, and I wish I lived there. That's all. Yeah, it's that typical horror movie house where it's like, oh, yeah, this is just a normal house that everybody lives in, and it's, like, 12,000 square feet. I just yeah, never- I, I think it was purposely mm-hmm. large to symbolize almost sort of the McAllister home that had mm. multiple levels. I, I think it was That's purposely fair. was made large and kind That's of like the, you know this this sort of daunting setting. You know, it, it very large in stature. Um, but no, I, I agree. I, I think everything was fun. Uh, they didn't stay safe with their camera angles, and and, and you know I, I think this needs to be a, re- a reminder uh, for any of our listenership. Um, even if it's just one person, but we are in no way, shape or form experts. We're really just fans. Um, so I, I, I want to ask you guys, I mean, $3 million was their budget. Is, isn't that kind of small for a movie of like this quality, like visually, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We've seen, we've seen less funded films with somewhat better artful shots, i.e. Uh, rubber, unfortunately, but, but they the, but they focus on like the artiness of it. It, yes, you know, some something correct. like a, as just complete and fluent throughout this entire movie, like this, you know, like this film. Yeah, three million, three million was was great, and they uh, the budget, as Dan had mentioned earlier, they were going to shoot it for five hundred k, and then they right. got a three million, they got a three million dollar budget because uh, the director's mom was a native Australian. That's the only reason why they shot it in Australia because this dude was like, "Here's three million dollars, just come shoot it here." And so, like, they got a lot of money to play with, which is fantastic. So they had this whole thing ready for 500K. And that's that's where you can tell, like, a good story or at least a good, like, good writing and good everything just suddenly transformed into an actually good movie, which I guess we'll uh, we'll get into our, our things in a, in a few. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because to, I just, me, to me, the budget does make sense. I mean, $3 million is not a lot of money at all. But this was all shot in pretty much one central location, so you don't have the expense of, like, even exterior shots or, like, anything like that. So when you're tied to one location with a small cast like that of really three main characters and a couple side characters that have very small parts, like you could do that for a very small rate, mm. small budget. Chris, Chris, you have some information on the, uh, where they shot this thing, right? Yeah. So, um, as you said, like it was shot in Australia, it was shot in like during Australia's summer, which is, you know, I'm sure hot as all hell, but, um, Everything with the house and outside the house, like at night, it, it was all a uh, built set indoors. So it wasn't actually a house. Everything was just built. And the actual, um, I want to say production, maybe the production designer, the guy who basically like built everything and designed it all, also worked on like Thor Ragnarok and like I can't remember what other movies. So I thought that was really cool because I thought it was a legit house. And they were just like kind of outside in the dark and like, you know, fake snow and all that. But the fact that it was all done on a set and it was built, I thought was yeah. really cool. 
definitely. And they had like neighbors' houses and everything. Like they they did a really good job with like building the just the ambiance and like the entire scene around it. So like set design was was great. We don't usually talk about set design if it, unless it really calls for it. And I think this one does. It, it was it was a good set design. Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, so believable. Yeah, and just the like we said, the size of the inside of the house, and then also the fact that they had an entire outside of the house built for it too. I don't know how big this this like warehouse was, but it must have been massive. I've, I've never been on a studio like that, so or, or ever, but it was it's pretty cool. Um, and if we're cool with that, uh, let's just talk about sound and music. There's not a ton to talk about, I guess, unless somebody has a a lot. But I think the the music design was was fun uh, uses of Christmas music, which was cool. And then uh, the, the sound design of, you know, th- there was some creaking and stuff like that throughout the house when they when they wanted it to. But uh, I don't think there's anything that was they weren't really calling towards sound too much besides like the kids in a different room arguing um, and uh, being trapped in the attic for a little bit of somebody's like stomping around the, the house or whatever. I, I, I think they, they didn't play a lot in the sound because it was all visual. I think a lot of it was visual, but that's just me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not much to say about music. There really wasn't any music. And just the general sound of the house, like you said, it was good. Yeah, they, they used the music to um, to drown out the uh, Ashley kind of falling over in a chair and stuff like that at one point in the, in the movie. So the only drawback was the, uh, the carolers singing again. Shitty music, <laughs> shitty hobby. Don't do it. That's fair. Uh, and, uh, Dan, you got, you got anything, uh, spoopy meter wise for this week? So I was, I was actually a little disappointed to find out that there is not a Mythbusters episode about Home Alone, uh, or I couldn't find anything about it. Like I, I actually, what? I searched, are we sure? I searched quite a bit yeah. for this and I, I can't find so it. like a, it's like a Berenstein bears. Like everybody watched it, but it didn't actually exist kind of thing. Cause I remember, Whoa. I thought, I think I remember watching this episode. I can't find anything about it like google googling home alone mythbusters nothing comes up so uh un- unless i'm just missing something but i can't find anything but i did find a bunch of websites that have done like the math on it so uh and I- i'll uh i'll cite my source on this i got this on sciencealert.com um and uh they state that Assuming that the paint can is full, which is roughly about 10 pounds, and the rope is about 10 feet long or three meters if you're not in the States, uh, Marvin and Harry each take roughly two kilograms of Newton's hit to the face. Uh, that is easily enough to fracture multiple bones and is probably going to knock you out cold. Um, I assume that that was worse for Rick, poor Ricky because he was tied to a chair, but... Uh, look, there were two wet bandits or sticky bandits in Home Alone. So let's let's say that there were two of those. So guys, between zero to four kilograms of Newton hits to the face. How many hits to the face would you take this? Uh, give this. Well, I I do think you're going to have to readjust your numbers because one cannot just assume that the paint can is full in the house because who keeps a full paint can in the house? Normally, you keep paint after you finish painting your room, so you have the leftover paint. So you don't have a 10-pound paint can. You have maybe a four- to five-pound paint can of the leftover paint. So I need you to adjust your numbers and re-ask the question. Okay, well, so let's hold on. Gonna... Let's hold on. Okay, hold, hold on. on. Okay. Hold on. Now, now, what if maybe maybe they had a swatch of paint that seemed like, you know, decisive 
for you know the room color that they were looking for but they dabbed it on the wall and it didn't work out so maybe there's like 9.9 oh my god, nine all of this. Of my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guys full. in the face with a paint can <laughs> after this episode <laughs> also and not that i, I want to shit on dan's uh, scale here Oh no! But I go ahead and shit at- on it. No, no, no. Oh, but go ahead. Everyone yeah. else already shit on it. Chris. I mean, it's okay because you know Mike shit on mine last time, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, that, that, um, you take that it out on me? <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying to take okay. it out on you. I'm just pointing out that since I'm not gonna do it, I figured squeaky voices were okay for this episode. <laughs> yeah, squeaky voices are perfect. Um, I think by the, the sheer amount of times, how many like that you kept saying, you know. And she has the duct tape, which has a million and one uses. I think the best scale would be out of a hundred, out of a million and one uses. What would we give this movie? So out of four, I give this movie okay. a uh, about a two and a half to three. I enjoyed it. As movie wise, it was very good. It kind of turned the genre on its head. Like I said, like I was checked out about the time that. Uh, before they revealed that uh, Lucas was orchestrating this whole thing, uh, spoopy wise, I didn't find it like scary, really. So maybe like a one or point seven five newton pounds of force, because to me it wasn't scary. It was just more like unsettling, and I was watching to see what was going to happen next. Also, uh, convert that to your own million and one. <laughs> How many newtons in a in, in a square inch of duct tape do we have? Uh, per a million I, I will. Rolls. <laughs> I will go and say, uh, Spoopy. I I I'd agree with you there. I I would probably get like a half a maybe like a half a newton. There there was it was a little tense in the beginning, and then some of the stuff that happened, I, I got uncomfortable with the amount of times that this kid just kept on. Uh, making me uncomfortable with either his awkward little boyness or just due to the fact that he was constantly just uh, becoming more diabolical as the movie went on. I think as a movie, though, I'm going to go with like a 3.2 uh, Newton pounds per uh, inch or something because it's uh, it, it was good. I like you said, I, I think the beginning was a little off putting and just kind of generic. And then as soon as it as soon as that pistol whip happened, I was like, oh, I'm actually paying attention. Hello. Yes. And then the rest of it was just I couldn't I didn't take many notes on this thing like I uh, like we usually do. I, I was actually watching the film. It was really good. That's I enjoyed a pretty it. high rating. Yeah. Three point two out of four. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. So um, spoopy like zero. I'm, I'm truly conflicted with saying that this is a horror movie. I, I, I really am. It's. Mm. I, I, I'll go as far as to say it's not. I'm no expert, but, but yeah. it's not. It's actually labeled, if you look it up, if you Google it, it's listed as a psychological horror. And and, and I would argue mm. that. Um, it's definitely a psychological movie, maybe a psychological thriller. Um, not a horror. It's not. Um, so Spoopy Zero, there were times that there was tenseness, but the, the times I felt most tense were like, when he was doing typical teenage boy things and it was just cringy, you know, he's like, he's trying to make out yeah. with his hot babysitter. Like that, that was the cringiest thing. You know, when he grabbed her boob, like I was like, stop, stop. And I'm, I, I always support kind of like the, uh, I feel like I'm usually, you know, the black sheep and I'm like, Oh yeah, the more fucked up, the better. This was different, man. I don't know, but I'll, I'll tell you what I did like though. Um, 
you know, I, this this movie is a, a militant 12-year-old incel playing Home Alone with this stupid nerd soy boy hype man. I, I think it's fun, man. I, 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 think that's, I, I think that's the best description of these two. I just love the term <laughs> soy boy hype man. It's, it's, so, it's so bizarre. It's so otherworldly than what you go in expecting of this movie. But it's it's kind of welcomed because, like as we said before, it follows like these very familiar themes, and you're you kind of already write the movie in your head, and then all of a sudden, oh, never mind, Luke's a sociopath, and he's planned this whole thing. What I will say though is that I, I won't say plot holes. I'll say kind of like unimportant details. You know, like why mop up the piss? The guy died right there. Or no, no, he died. He died in the next room. But so yeah, I, I don't know. It, the 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 one thing I will say, you know, um, what if? Just humor me here. What if Ashley was just like, you know what? I've been wanting to fuck you too. Like it's the craziest thing. Let's do it right here and now. Like, would this whole thing have played out exactly as it did? Or would he have sent a text and been like, hey, remember that crazy, elaborate, convoluted plan I came up with? Yeah, scratch all of that. We're having sex right now. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and this weird, this weird Freudian motive that I had is no longer important. I think Chris so. Hansen just would have walked in if that would have happened and been like, actually, I'm going to Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think at the end, like realizing that like the motive was just to get his mommy to like pay more attention to him was fun. I liked that because it made his character more pathetic, which is, you know, I, I think kind of sweet for the audience. It gives them what they want. It's it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, so I'll give yeah. it a high rating, just not as a horror movie. I, I can't give it that. But, you know, I'll, I'll give it a solid three. Uh, yeah. what, what, what's what's our rating scale? What is it isotopes? Some sort of newtons? Newtons? <laughs> fucking neutrons? Three, uh, uh, yeah, three apples high. Yeah. It's a three apples high movie. It was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kyle was right. It's uh, how the layers of a fig newton. It's a three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, can I can I ask before anybody else continues, and we can feel free to cut this? But I what would this movie be role reversed? Like if the genders were swapped, would it be weirder or less weird? I, I don't know. It would be hot. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, if we're going like completely reversed where it's a 12 year old girl tied yeah. up a 17 year old boy. Yeah. Oh, I retract my I, statement. Yeah. Yeah. Re- retract now. And also a seventeen-year-old oh, yeah, boy trying to force himself on a twelve-year-old girl. I don't want to think about these uh, role reversal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the thing. I'm just saying it's fucking weird, right? Like it's just because he's like a twelve-year-old boy, everyone's like ah, boys. And I'm, I'm I'm pulling a Dan here, and I'm saying it's fucking weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think if it was the it was reversed, it'd be in my opinion, even more terrifying. Ah. Look, this would go from a horror movie to a drama real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But all right, who's next? My final thoughts, (laughs) my final thoughts real quick. Like so much of this movie is forgettably Christmas related, you know, like it seemed more of a chore for them to keep it Christmas based 
you know, like with the characters, you could you could supplement everything Christmas based, like the fact that she was like strewn up in in Christmas lights. It could just have been a rope. It was just prettier to do it with Christmas lights. The carolers, mm-hmm. it could have just been like someone passing by, like a neighbor, like oh, I thought I heard something. Like it would, yeah. No, it, it, yeah, it's dismissively was... Christmas related. Yes, I'd agree with you there. That that is yeah. a it's an unnecessary plot point. It just they just wanted it in Christmas. That, that's kind of again McAllistery. It it is home alone. It is that it happens during Christmas when they're trying to uh trying to go on a, a trip, right? Isn't it? Yeah, what, yeah. Isn't it, they leave him behind, and it was just yeah. a reason to have the whole family in the house and him get lost in the shuffle. And now the house is so. empty, and that's why like, the town was em- the neighborhood was kind of empty. Everyone was away on Christmas, but yeah, this is all irrelevant. Just like the plot point that this movie is based around Christmas. Yep. <laughs> all right, so I guess I'll uh, go next. Um, so yeah, like it definitely wasn't scary. Um, I at in the beginning I didn't really feel too tense. Like I mean it did have like we talked about it had like the the scream feeling and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, slightly tense. But I would think I was getting more uncomfortable just by Luke's horrible attempts at like advances on her and I was just like, Oh, this is I hope this movie isn't all like this. And you know, I was horribly surprised. Um, but as it got to the point where it just did that huge 180 and like it's, and just like kind of what Kyle said, as soon as he pistol whipped her down the stairs, I just kind of sat up like, okay, um, all right. So this is, I guess this is what we're doing now. It, the movie ended up being like completely different than what I thought it would be. I thought it was just going to be like your run of the mill, just, oh, someone's breaking in the house and they got to try and survive it. Like it was not what I expected at all. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. I, In the end, I really did enjoy it. I wouldn't say it was a horror movie as much as, it, like I guess, somewhat of a thriller. And I thought I thought acting was very solid. I thought uh, Luke, the actor who played Luke, did a fantastic job. And uh, I would probably give it about, I would give it like a, a solid three out of four Fig Newtons. <laughs> So I'm going to – I didn't really think about the point that it wasn't so much a horror movie, but I, I do agree with you guys. I, I think it's I think it's more of a thriller. Um, with that said, it, it did I, – I still give it pretty high marks on the spoopy meter aspect of it uh, because I, I I just think it was like a terrifying concept. Like what's, what's scarier than a teenager going crazy and torturing you with a high-pitched voice? and duct tape that has a million and one uses like i i don't know it's just like it's unbelievable because he's so resourceful but it's almost believable that that could happen so i i don't know that whole concept is just terrifying to me anything where it's like almost believable um i think the twist was done amazing it i had the same exact thing that you guys had when i first watched it i was like all right i've seen this before and then he pistol whips her. I'm like, what is going on? And then the home alone, the home alone-ing happens. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so um, <laughs> there weren't like, there wasn't like anything deep to this movie. Um, but I don't think it needed anything deep to it. Right. It was just like a fun movie to watch. And 
they they tick the boxes on being creepy. They tick the boxes on making an interesting story that was pretty individualistic. And uh, the actors were amazing, especially for their age. My goodness. I don't think they could have mm-hmm. picked better actors for this. The The cinematography was great. They had some cool shots in it. Um, I I mean, overall, it's just a good movie. So I'm going to give it on. I mean, it both spoopy and overall, I, I'll give it 3.5 uh, Fig Newtons. And um, just to convert it, uh, if if that were going to be uh, Jules of um jewels of uh force from duct tape ripping off uh <laughs> uh just um dividing one one million is. and one divided by 3.5 I, I would give it about uh 285,714.571429 uh pieces of duct tape out of a million and one so yeah it was good <laughs> Yeah, uh, could you also relate that over to kilojoules of energy that's inside of a fig newton? Uh, yeah, give me a second. Which is a hundred, it's hundred, <laughs> kilojoules. Oh, of yes, energy. that classic formula. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, if nobody has anything else to say about this, I am going to say goodbye. <laughs> uh, great. So I want to I want to thank our uh, the people who helped with this podcast. Uh, we've got a... a a potential new editor, Travis. Uh, uh, Chris, what's Travis's last name? Uh, Kaiser, and he yes. does have a like YouTube channel and an Instagram. Uh, I believe it is the Travis Kaiser Project. Oh, cool. Yeah, so go go check out the Travis Kaiser Project. Uh, not everything will be edited by him, but we do appreciate the help when he's got the time. Uh, I also want to thank Connor McLeod for our artwork, and I want to thank Andrew Cavanaugh for our intro and outro music. Uh, you should definitely come and find us on our Instagram and Twitters and stuff like that. We're trying to be a little more active, and if you have any questions or suggestions for us, uh, throw it at us. We also have a Gmail. You check all this out in our podcast description. And uh, Chris, if that is everything, why don't you... Um, why don't you tell the people what they what they came here to hear? Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. Uh-huh.